Jen Mo, and welcome to Nurse Connect. I am an RN and a board-certified nurse coach. I believe that connecting with others is essential to living a happy and fulfilled life, and that sharing our stories not only helps us heal ourselves, but also helps others by inspiring hope and optimism. I'm so grateful to share stories of these incredible nurses on their journey, and I encourage you to find a way to share yours too. Thanks for listening in. Everybody, Jen Mo, welcome back to Nurse Connect Podcast. Um, I am here, obviously, for a solo episode, which is my first. I'm super excited for that. Uh, this is season one reflection. Uh, what is coming up for season two? Um, a bit about my story as well, because I haven't shared a ton uh, of that on here. Little bits and pieces here and there. So I thought, uh, as I round out season one of this, I um, just thought I would share a little bit more about where I've been, what's going on now, and what is to come. So. Excited to have you guys here with me along for the journey. First off, I just want to thank you. Uh, this started as a little seed in my heart, actually. Uh, back in 2019, when I was in the depths of burnout in my management job. And at that time, what was really coming to me is this how, and this is pre-pandemic, obviously, and just how challenging it, it is to be a nurse. And how many of us give and give and give until we have absolutely nothing left of ourselves. And how sometimes we have to hit that wall, unfortunately, in order to recognize what's going on, take good care of ourselves and turn around and shift and see how we can help others coming up behind us. And that has been a huge part of my journey. But where this came from was that I felt that back then in 2009, when I was dealing with my own stuff, I still wanted to help others. Uh, and then I saw that um, unless you're in it, you know, you don't get it. And um, that we have such beautiful stories to share and that those stories can help um, us on our healing journey. It can help our peers, our colleagues, and even random strangers. Um, maybe a bit of what we can share uh, plants a little seed for them on their journey, helps guide them in a certain way. And I thought it would be really cool to share those stories. But of course, when you're in your own um, healing journey, it can often be really help um, hard to uh, be creative and to find the time and energy and focus to do something like that. So I, I kind of tucked it away. Um, it didn't really feel like that was the right time, but I loved the concept of it. So earlier this year, when I uh, was chatting with a former colleague about her journey, um, through and actually this is episode number one with with Jen West if you're going to go back and watch that and her journey through being a new grad and um, losing her leg to cancer after several years of battling it and now that she's back working clinically I just I just loved uh, her resilience her positive attitude uh, just the incredible story that she had and so that was what originally prompted me and my plan was just to share her story for nurses week and then I connected with um, another nurse Corey who's, who's episode two and I just loved hearing about her journey from knowing she was meant to be a labor and delivery nurse and really kind of struggling on her path to get there and all of the beautiful synchronicities um, and God winks that came her way uh, to shepherd her into that's the role in labor delivery that she's in now. I thought, oh, that's a super cool story. So I wanted, I thought I will just record those two stories and then uh, share them for nurses week. It's just kind of like a fun little thing. 
And then that quickly escalated into, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if, and I just started brain dumping at all these different ideas, not remembering that seed that was planted back in 2019. And uh, so as I started writing this down, I thought this sounds so familiar. And uh, I keep a OneNote, um, I use OneNote a ton. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's an amazing tool. And uh, anytime I have ideas, I kind of plop them in there. And, uh, you know, sometimes they take shape right away. Sometimes it's just, it's just there so I don't forget about it. And so I went back and sure enough, back in 2019, I had brain dumped almost the exact same thing that I had done earlier this year. And I thought, okay, well, now's the time. So um, I reached out to a couple colleagues and I said, hey, are you interested? And it just started to take shape very quickly. Uh, I think as a nurse coach um, or business owner, you learn that you just kind of have to take these ideas and super messy action. It's not going to be pretty or perfect, um, but you can improve it over time. And so I embraced that. I figured out how to record on Zoom, how to upload on YouTube. Uh, I didn't put pressure on myself, even though I knew this would be a podcast. Um, I didn't put pressure on myself to have to learn how to use uh, podcasting tools. I just simply have my Apple AirPods, I use Zoom to record, upload on YouTube, and eventually I figured out that I could upload to Spotify, push it to Apple, and it was just this beautiful progression over this last year of learning something new, being messy, getting a little bit better as I go, and, and having the privilege to shepherd these stories um, of beautiful nurses on their journeys. Uh, regardless of the setting, uh, regardless of how you've progressed in your career, we all have a, a beautiful story. And there's always going to be one or two things that resonate with somebody else. And you just never know the ripple effect that you can have by sharing your story. And so it's been amazing. I've, I've hosted 30 podcasts since April uh, with 30 different nurses on their different um, career paths and journeys. And I feel like it's been amazing to be able to Gosh, just talk about the diversity in nursing um, when, it, when we're talking about different career roles, right? I mean, everything from a traditional bedside nurse, which is what I think most people associate nursing as, to nurse coaching and leadership. Uh, I interviewed a, a chief nurse executive, two chief nurse executives also, uh, actually, somebody from quality, somebody that works in informatics, um, remote jobs and tons of nurse coaches doing all the amazing things that they're doing uh, and everything in between. So I just, I absolutely have, uh, it's been such a blessing to be along in these journeys. It's also helped me to realize that this is something I'm good at, that I, that I can um, be with somebody in what could be a super uncomfortable situation, uh, being video, videoed while you're sharing intimate details of your story, of your life, of your career, and um, but helping others feel comfortable in that space, uh, helping them to not feel judged or um, release some of that shame maybe that holding onto your story uh, can accumulate. Um, it is powerful to speak your truth and speak your story, and that's something constantly evolving for me, and I know that uh, 
that helping these women. Um, I haven't yet to have a male guest, but I've got a few lined up for, for season two, which I'm excited about. Uh, but to help these 30 women share their story out of the world, help them share their gifts and their talents and their uh, career paths and the, the awesome, amazing things that they're doing has been such an awesome blessing. And I got to be half these people I had never even met before. I mean, maybe followed on social media, but but in most cases, I had never met them before. So to be able to start up a conversation and to share that with me and, the, and my audience has been really super cool. So I am just looking back on this past year of launching this podcast and growing it to 30 episodes. Um, it's just been super cool. And so then for season two, um, I'm hoping to expand on that. I'm hoping to grow this. Um, I would love to reach more nurses. Um, my goal, so I, I connect with 30 nurses this year. My goal is to connect with 40 next year. Um, I'd love to have around 50 episodes. Um, we'll see. Um, again, if I need to take some time off, I'll do that. Um, I was very consistent this year, which I'm super proud of. Uh, but I'm taking been taking Christmas time off. Um, this is going to be the last episode. Uh, today is November 24th, which is my 43rd birthday. And there's some significance to that I'll go into in a minute. And uh, this is going to be posted next week. The um, And then I'm going to just take pretty much take December off. Uh, I'm, I'm going to record some episodes for season two. But I'm just going to take a pause. Um, it's a great time to reflect. We're going to be doing some traveling. So I don't want the pressure of having to post while I'm hanging out in Disney World. And uh, I think it's a it's just a perfect time for me to pause. So season two will definitely be back and uh, bigger and building on um, the, the progress I've made this year. I'm super excited to be connecting with tons of different nurses. Uh, and uh, I also see there being... Um, additional offerings. So beyond people sharing their stories, which almost always lead to what else they're doing now and and um, and how uh, the different paths uh, can help others. But I would love to do some educational offerings. I'm an educator at heart. I've been a nurse educator for 15 years. And so that part of me is really important. And so I love to teach on different topics. So I would love uh, maybe eventually to actually uh, do like hour long educational focus sessions and actually offer CE. So we'll see if I can pull that together in, in 2024. Um, I would love to uh, create these really short like micro episodes that are more focused on nurse mindfulness. So breath work, um, meditation, uh, gratitude, journaling, focus, whatever, maybe um, I think there's just a, a huge opportunity for that. So um, I'm looking to infuse those little bonus episodes throughout the year. And uh, and yeah, just I, I am finding that the, the more I talk about what the work I'm doing, the more people are interested in it. So I can't wait to um, expand for season two on um, different topics and um, help you get connected with different people. Ah, so much. Hold up. Quick mm. drink. So uh, that is, um, in a nutshell, uh, where season one has been and where season two is going. Um, I'm, I'm just super grateful uh, to be in this space. I feel like this is uh, definitely something I'm meant to be doing. I just, I feel so important to share stories of nurses 
Um, because again, you just never know how, who that's going to connect with, who uh, that could help on their journey. Um, you may never know the impact of it. I hope that you do. And um, if you're open to being on my podcast, I encourage you to please reach out to me. I try to be super proactive and ask. Uh, but maybe we just haven't connected on that level yet. So I'm always looking for guests for the podcast. Um, my only requirement is that you're a nurse. This is a nurse-focused podcast. While I do feel that much of what we talk about would be applicable to um, the general population, um, this is my gift to nursing. And it's been really, really awesome to see it grow and expand. And I can't wait to do more next year. Ah, Okay. So that was the reflection portion, what's coming ahead. Um, I thought this also might be a good opportunity to share a little bit more about my journey um, and uh, why this feels so perfect to share this today is uh, it clicked this morning as I was waking up on my birthday, again, I'm 43 and uh, gosh, I, I feel like an old soul sometimes. And um, what what triggered for me was thinking, oh my gosh, is this, this this day, five years ago in 2018, uh, that I really started digging into my own personal development journey. And five years ago, I mean, I felt I was drowning. I was absolutely drowning in life and in work. And I could barely see ahead to the next day and week, let alone to what five years would be uh, what I would be looking at. Um, it's a great reminder that healing and uh, fighting your path and living your, your, your passion and your purpose takes time. Um, so much of what I've unraveled in the last five years, the healing journey I've been on, these have been things that I'm tracing back to six years old. And um, it took this long to, you know, work with all of this coming up in my life. Of course, it's going to take time to unravel and to heal it and um, to accept it and to find what's what's forward. Uh, so remembering that gives gives me a little bit of grace. And I just think of the tremendous growth I've had in the last five years. And it's been it's been really cool to reflect on. So let me take you back a little bit. Let me start out with, uh, you know, where I'm at, where I started as a nurse, because I think uh, that's something I always ask my my guests, and I love hearing how people became a nurse. So I was definitely not one of those people that knew I wanted to be a nurse right away. Uh, I really fumbled. Um, I had I, I was, as an average student. I, I loved social aspects of school. I did okay, um, but I was definitely not uh, not a A student. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Bs and Cs get degrees uh, was kind of my motto, and I knew I just needed to kind of make my way through school, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do, and I went to a community college. I worked three jobs. I paid for college on my own. Occasionally get some help from um, my grandma, my mom. I would sneak me some money, um, but I, I was I was told by my dad that I had to go to college and uh but there wasn't that that help there and so I was really a bit lost and um I'm very grateful for community college because I mean how I just don't even know how I would have paid for that on my own but I I've always been a bit of a people pleaser and I'm recovering from that um but that was the expectation and and I'm and I'm grateful for that too because I think it really pushed me to go to college and just explore 
And uh, about three years, I was, you know, two and a half years, I was feeling pretty lost. Most of my friends knew what they were doing. They're chugging away on their degree. And uh, I'm still at our local community college, uh, working two jobs, just trying to make it through the day. And, um, and then I took an EMT class. And that was the thing that turned it for me. I took it for fun. I took it just because I'd taken all general ed. I already had two associate degrees and I thought, well, what the heck? And thank God I did. I thank God I listened to that little nudge, that intuition that was saying, take it. What can I hurt? And I knew right away um, that I didn't want to be an EMT. So that part I was clear on. But the but the content was fascinating. I loved the concept of helping others, that I could literally make a career out of doing that. Um, and so I went, uh, I did a ride along in an ambulance. Again, that reinforced that I definitely didn't want to do that. Uh, but I did, I got an opportunity to do four hours in our local emergency room. And I walked in and uh, and this is, you know, it was one of those God moments. I really felt like the heavens opened up. We're like, this is what you should do. Um, and so I walked in and I heard this trauma alert called overhead. And I remember Eric, the charge nurse, um, were all white scrubs, um, hardcore ER nurse. And uh, he walked up and he said, great, looks like you're a student today. Have you ever done CPR? And I was like, wide eyed. Um, on a mannequin, you know? And so he said, all right, well, this is your, this is your opportunity. And he literally dragged to our helipad and uh, the, the helicopter was landing. It didn't stop. The blades didn't stop rotoring. So they call it a hot offload. And he said, keep your head down, stay close to me and just listen to what I tell you to do. So we get the guy out and, um, oh, it's absolutely, absolutely devastating devastating injury. Um, he had a young guy had, um, was out in a, uh, whatever harvesting corn and, um, he slipped down into the corn auger and one leg was completely gone. The other leg was barely hanging on and he was bleeding out and he had just gone unresponsive and they were just started CPR. So I, um, and we get out of the helicopter range. He tells me to get up on the gurney and literally did CPR rolling into the trauma room. Um, I met uh, one of the famous trauma surgeons that I later worked with a ton. Um, just maybe we'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, and it was it was really one of those moments where I realized this is what I want to do. And so um, I went full on in, I uh, went, I had a lot of health related classes already. So I had started my prereqs. I dove right in for nursing as a prerequisite. I knew I was going to be an ER nurse and I was going to work in that ER. That, that was my goal. And so I had something to work towards. And so I, I again, got through it, my prereqs in about a year, but then it took me another year before I could get into nursing school. And finally I got the opportunity. I jumped on it. And uh, it was a whirlwind uh, program for sure. And uh, it was very challenging, especially having to work multiple jobs to be able to support myself. And I, uh, but I made it through. And uh, I, I, while I was going through nursing school and doing all my prereqs, I had my EMT. I was able to start working as an ER tech. Uh, the first hospital I worked at was the hospital I was born at in Sacramento. Uh, so that was really cool. 
I put in my first year, which I committed to. Um, I didn't want to burn any bridges, but I knew I wanted to get back up to the other hospital um, where I had that first experience as a student. So I transferred there as an ER tech and um, they were incredibly supportive as I was going through school. I worked six days a week and went to school five days a week. Uh, it was exhausting and the hardest, one of the hardest times of my life, uh, but totally worth it. I slid on in as a new grad in the ER, um, went through a brief, like a six week crash course on how to be an ER nurse, um, but was incredibly supported by my uh, team in the ER and they really helped me. Um, as difficult as it was to transfer from a supportive role, like as an ER tech into the RN role, I just, I, I thrived. I loved the ER. I loved uh, the controlled chaos. I, I loved always um, having different patients and learning something new, um, swinging from one end of the spectrum from a kid with a snotty nose to insane traumas. Um, I loved learning. I loved triage. I loved trauma. I loved all of those things. And um, and I, I was a preceptor pretty quickly, I'd say within a year of graduating school. I loved having students and I loved teaching and training. And so I knew right away that that um, education was an area that I would eventually want to go into. And I had no idea how that was going to happen. I mean, who's going to, you know, hire a, a, a nurse that had been, you know, nursing a year. But I, I, I knew that I needed to think ahead a little bit. And I don't know how I knew this, but intuitively, it's just always kind of been my go-to. When I start getting an inkling of something, and you'll see this as a theme as we go on, uh, that it is what small steps can I take right now to move me towards my desired state? And so I felt that nudge to go back to school uh, to get my master's within about a year of um, graduating nursing school. And I thought, well, again, what's it going to hurt? Like it, maybe I'll get the degree and I won't do anything with it. Maybe I'll get the degree and I'll become an educator. And so I, um, I took my time. Uh, it took me over four years to get my master's. I did a associate degree nursing, uh, program to MSM. So I skipped my bachelor's. I knew that as an educator, if that's what I wanted to do, I was going to need my master's. So I didn't feel like for me, it, it was a little bit of time wasted to pause to get my bachelor's and then go on to get my master's. So I did an ADN to MSN online program. I took one class at a time. The classes were eight weeks long. When I needed a break, I took a break. And in that uh, four-year period, I um, got engaged. I bought a home. I got married and I had a baby. And so you think of how much life happens in four years, how much life happens in five years as I'm reflecting uh, back eventually on my, my personal development journey. Um, it was a lot, uh, but I made it work. And um, my son was nine months old when I graduated my program. I remember sticking him under the table in Starbucks and just rocking him with my foot while I'm typing away on papers. Um, but again, you figure out a way to make things work that you really want to have. And so for me, it was all worth it. Um, I was, I was it, while I was doing that program, again, I mentioned a lot of life happened and that was mostly personal stuff, but professionally, uh, at about two years as a new grad, I'd already been in ED for six years. Um, uh, there were some difficult people that worked in the department at the time. And I was kind of getting a little bit crispy, um, probably called compassion fatigue uh, in hindsight. 
And I thought, you know, this is a great opportunity. Again, what skills and knowledge do I need to advance my career? And uh, I considered doing trauma ICU and I thought, well, this could be a good opportunity. I'm getting a little crispy here in the ER. Why don't I step away for a bit, focus on school, learn a new specialty. And, um, and so it was great. I learned a ton about vents and tubes, lines, drains, uh, managing complex patients. Um, and it was, it was great, but it, I'm not an ICU nurse. And I, um, I learned that pretty quickly. I think we sometimes stay in jobs that are not right for us, uh, because we feel bad, um, that we took it on. Um, and I certainly went through all of that. But for me, I've learned that I'm not going to stay in a place that's not fulfilling, that I'm not happy in, that's not um, moving me forward, that I have to trudge to work and not enjoy. I loved the people, um, but it just wasn't my environment. It, I, I didn't enjoy having the same patient for six weeks in a row that was total care and sucked my energy dry. Um, I didn't. I didn't like working nights. Um, I went from doing uh, fast-paced PMs in the ER to nights in ICU where I had my two patients, and it was it was exhausting. And my husband worked today. He's no, he's a teacher, you know. And so I didn't like the quality of life decline. And so again, I committed to a year uh, mentally for myself because I, I thought maybe I can kind of push through this. And I realized that it wasn't going to be worth it for me to stay in that environment um, where I wasn't thriving. And so um, I was fortunate enough to come back to the ER. Uh, we had a new, man a new manager. Things had kind of um, settled a little bit. Some of the challenging folks had moved on to different things. Um, and they were really in a rebuilding phase. And I thought, you know what, I'm interested in being a part of this. And at that point, I was about a year from finishing my program. And the manager, uh, God bless her, Lisa, I'm hoping to have her on the podcast someday, but, um, you know, she really saw something in me and I'm super grateful for that. And, uh, we had a pretty, um, awful, uh, survey from what I recall. And, um, there were a lot of deficiencies that needed to be resolved. And at the time there wasn't an ED educator. There weren't any department educators at all in this facility. And so she, you know, essentially just said, hey, can I pull you off for a couple hours a week? And can you um, do some education for the staff? Restraint, audits, restraint, you know, competencies, pain. And it just kind of started with little things. And so then it turned into like a day a week and then two days a week. And within six months, probably, I was full-time as a unofficial interim ED educator, there wasn't a position for that. And so I kind of had, I was creating it as we went and, um, and also developing the justification for the role, um, which was desperately needed. It just didn't, it didn't exist. And education dollars are hard to come by. Uh, having worked in, in a director of education role, um, eventually, uh, it is really hard to justify an educator position because they don't make money. They don't, they're not bringing in department dollars. They're not doing patient care, but gosh, is, uh, is there such a difference when you've got an educator that can help the staff? Because it's just, um, it's a, 
our, our bedside staff, that is a really tough job. Um, and you really do need somebody in your corner cheering you on and helping you and elevating your practice. And um, so I'm grateful that Lisa saw that a vision and she saw me as the right person for that and really went to bat to create the position. And so um, right as I was finishing up my master's degree, uh, she got that position approved and I slid in officially as an ED educator. Quick drink. And I did that role uh, for for six, and it was awesome. I I loved our our department grew exponentially in that time period, um, and I I learned a ton. I hope I I shared um, some knowledge and wisdom I had accumulated. Uh, I have always been of the um, thought that I I absolutely do not know. <laughs> at all um but i'm very resourceful and uh so i try to help others learn that as well is that you're never expected to know everything um but you should be able to figure it out uh, whether that's asking somebody looking it up getting curious um but don't just don't ever pretend like you know something when you don't and uh, so, but as I neared the, that six-year mark, I had been in the ED for 12 years. Um, I was definitely curious about exploring what else is out there. You know, I tried the ICU. I knew that wasn't for me. Uh, but we had um, implemented a, um, a just a department-specific um, electronic health record. And uh, and I helped develop it. I helped uh, roll it out. I created all the training, did the training for staff. I did the downtime staff. And I thought, oh, I'm actually really good at this. I'm good at translating. Um, and when I say translating, I'm kind of not joking because IT is this. They, they, they are like the techie and the computer stuff and their own lingo. Um, and then you've got the clinicians who just want the tools to make their job easier. Don't make it harder for me. Tell me what I got to do to get my job um, done. And they need it to work for them. It's That's critical. And so I found that I could take these two very different groups of people and I could translate between them. I could take what IT was saying and I could make it make sense for the clinicians. And I could take what the clinicians needed and I could help the IT people make it work for them and so I thought oh wow I wonder if there's I wonder if there's a specialty of nursing for this and that is when I found out about nursing informatics so uh because I already had a master's it was just four more classes to go back to get a post master's in nursing informatics and so I thought oh again what's it gonna hurt if anything it's just more knowledge if it turns into something more great but I'm just I'm super interested in this um and so I did those classes and uh, I uh, was wanting to create a role at the hospital I was in, but we didn't have we didn't have Epic at that time. We didn't have an EHR hospital wide, and it just it just didn't really make sense. And I understand that. Uh, and so when the opportunity came at the system level to transfer to um, IT to work in a analyst role, which is um, a branch of informatics. I thought, well, this is a great opportunity. I can get more experience. I can see if it's something I really enjoy doing. And maybe eventually, again, what are the steps you got to take to get to where you want? At that point, I knew I really wanted to, to create a nursing informatics role. And so I thought, well, this is the experience that I need to be able to do that. And so I went over there for um, about two and a half years. We rolled out Epic. It was really fun. I learned a ton. Um, I, I do really like that specialty. 
but after go live, I essentially became a help desk person. And uh, that, that just wasn't fulfilling for me. I didn't feel like I was able to make much of an impact. I did really miss the hospital, the clinical setting, um, being able to be there with the clinicians, helping them uh, to improve things. And so I had a kept in contact with my chief nurse executive and uh, the um, chief nursing informatics officer of the system and worked together with them to create a nursing informatics role back at my hospital. Uh, so I gratefully went back uh, there and I worked in that role for um, just about two years. And I was really enjoying it. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the universe likes to throw curveballs your way and um, so it was a very, very challenging time for me personally and professionally, in hindsight. <laughs> the next part is an important part of my journey. And um, when the opportunity came, when our um, nursing director left very suddenly for education and they asked me to step in uh, to do interim, I was flattered. Uh, I, I was grateful that they thought about me. I mean, I know technically I had the degree and I have experience as an educator and I got, I loved the people, my, my peers. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, here's the next step on the ladder, right? Because in nursing, that's usually what we think. We think we got to climb the ladder. We were a staff nurse, we're a charge nurse, we're a manager, we're a director, chief nurse executive. That's kind of the traditional path uh, that we think of. And so I thought, okay, well, here's a great opportunity to get experience and who knows where it'll lead. So I um, kind of ignored that little part of my body <laughs> mind that was reminding me that I never wanted to be a manager because I don't like managing people, processes and departments. That was why I was never a manager in the year. Um, but they asked and I am by nature a people pleaser and I didn't want to disappoint anybody. And I knew we needed leadership. And I am a leader. I always have been. And I'm I'm proud of that. An unofficial leader, as I like to call myself, but always a leader. And so I took on that challenge. Um, but it pretty much broke me, uh, if I'm being frank. And um, but again, it's a huge part of my journey. And so I stepped into that role doing both informatics was which was a very full time job and the nursing director position and dealing with folks being out on LOA and emotional challenges between staff, personal challenges. My, I, I was the um, kind of the primary caregiver for my mother-in-law, though she lived in a home. At that time, I felt like it was all my responsibility to get her to appointments, to manage her medical care, to do all the things. And, and I didn't want to ask other people for help. And that's, that's my problem. Um, I had where I was in a volunteer organization and I had just started becoming, uh, I just became president for the, um, the organization and I helped up my son's stuff and all of that left no time for me. Um, and so little by little over the next couple of years, I completely lost myself. I had no idea what I like to do, who I was. None of that mattered because I had all of these other people to take care of. Um, and I thought that was my job. And in, in uh, you know, retrospect, um, I realized that I have uh, codependency challenges. <laughs> it's something I constantly work on. Um, my dad was an alcoholic and um, I felt it was my responsibility to take care of everybody else. 
And so I see where that started in childhood and just grew over time until it became crippling, absolutely devastating, crippling, 100% uh, contributed to my burnout, which was rapidly approaching. Um, and in, uh, in November of 2018, where my personal development journey really started was kind of that breakdown. It was the beginning of not, I, this cannot be it. This cannot be all there is to life. This, this can't be like being unfulfilled and unhappy and not having any clue who I am or what I like to do. I can't continue to live this way. And so it was, that was the beginning. I, I remember sitting in my, um, we had gone to Disneyland and we were there the week of Thanksgiving, which my birthday usually lands on or around Thanksgiving. And uh, we're sitting in the Paradise Pier Hotel and we have, we're on the 13th floor and we're overlooking uh, California Adventure, if you're familiar with that area. And I just, I was so unhappy. I, um, oh, and I, I just think back to that moment with such clarity going, okay, it, this can't be it. And so that was the beginning. That was when I decided that I was going to have to start disappointing people. I was going to have to say yes less. I, I had a really hard time saying no, but um, I knew I couldn't say yes to everything that came my way. I knew I was going to have to learn how to develop boundaries, that I was going to have to do some sort of self-care because I was dry as a bone. There wasn't anything more I could give to anybody else. Um, I started releasing volunteer responsibilities. Um, I eventually stepped down as president of the volunteer organization because it was sucking my soul dry. Um, and I did it because they asked and I thought it was the right thing to do. <laughs> and it, and it, it wasn't the best thing for me. Um, I started asking my family for support with my mother-in-law. Um, I started doing more things with my son because that actually brought me joy and I didn't feel so dang guilty because I didn't get to spend more time with him. Um, radical self-care. Uh, but all of this started with this, this can't be it. And so I encourage you, my message to you right now is that if you are in a place where you're like, this can't be all there is to life is to be surviving day to day. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't, but you have to make that decision. And Nobody else can do that for you because again, people always ask me, what can I do to help? What can I do for you? And I would never accept that help because I felt like it was my responsibility to take care of everybody else. You know what? I don't feel that way anymore. And we're talking five years of really deep personal growth. And my story got worse, to be honest, but it it doesn't have to be this way. So you can start, you can take that thought and you can get curious with it. I really encourage you to journal. That's when I started journaling and I just was reflecting back on that journal this morning, which is kind of what prompted this is that um, I wrote out how I was feeling and it was sad. I started, I got, I got really tearful this morning when I was reading it because I was so broken. Um, but I'm so dang proud of myself that I, I, I wanted to change that I was ready to change. And I had to get to that point, I think, in order to be able to do that. 
but that it starts with just one thought, one small little action. I tell um, anybody who will listen, uh, start low and start slow. So start low with your expectations and start really slow. So I started with getting up 10 minutes early and doing 10 minutes of stretching. And then I added another 15 minutes and I did 15, 10 minutes of stretching and 15 minutes of journaling. And then I started exercising again because gosh, physical movement makes such a difference for me. Just move my body. Got, just to be able to get that excess energy out to be able to revitalize my energy made a huge difference. So, um, you know, it was just little by little over months and years, I've developed this uh, place that I'm at now, this self-care routine, this, um, excuse me, awareness of, of who I am and what I want, what I need, what's most important for me. Because even though that might sound selfish, I'm telling you, I am a tremendously better mom, wife, daughter, sister, friend, nurse, business owner, human, because I take care of myself first. And that never means that I, if something was wrong with my son, that I wouldn't stop what I'm doing to go take care of him. But it means I prioritize my own well-being because I know that I'm, I'm a better version of me when I take care of myself first. Another little nugget message I hope that you'll you'll take with you. Um, and so I, you know, they, I spent 2019 um, as uh, in a lot of reflection as that, you know, could I make this director job work for me? Could I get more, you know, take more leadership classes, read more books? Um, what could I do to, to um, really make sure I'm taking good care of myself? Uh, so that I could be a better leader and stay in this role. So I, I went to a conference and um, I uh, I thought I was kind of developing this, that it would be okay. Um, I started having little seeds of, well, you know, what would a, what would a, a side hustle be? What could I, what else could I do in nursing that could maybe give me um, like something else to focus on so that all my attention was not necessarily on just that job. Um, so I started exploring a different, different options. And um, uh, I went to a nursing business conference for the first time, which was amazing. I met my first coach Pam there. And, um, and, and so between therapy, coaching, reading personal development books, um, which all started in 2019, I realized that I couldn't stay at that job that um, the circumstances that were there, that I, I needed to do my own healing and I couldn't be taking care of others while I was trying to take care of myself. And so although I loved my people and I was devastated to leave them, um, the job became you know 80% of things that I hated that drained me and maybe 20% of the things I like to do. Um, I felt very removed from uh, or to, to direct education, which is really what lit, lights me up. And so uh, on a, <laughs> when we were in Edinburgh, Scotland, um, in um, late 2019, early 2020, right before uh, everything happened with COVID, um, I made the decision. I knew that I couldn't stay in that role and that uh, it was time for me to move on. Um, I felt like giving it two and a half years uh, was, definitely the college try. Um, and if I couldn't make it work that I, I couldn't, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. 
I, I felt like it just, I, I had ignored myself long enough that I could not continue to stay in this role. And so I thought, well, then what else can I do? Because I worked this organization for 19 years. Like to, to imagine leaving was just like, I wasn't ready to entertain that. One sec. Hmm, excuse me. So I, uh, I realized that I love personal development. I had uh, worked with one of my nurse educators to, to include some wellness uh, content in our skill space the previous two years. Um, I knew this was an area that was so desperately needed. Burnout was so bad before COVID and COVID made it so much worse. And uh, so I thought, well, gosh, this is kind of an up and coming concept, uh, well-being and organizations. Um, some hospitals were starting to adopt like a chief wellness officer. And I've heard that term chief, chief joy officer or something like that. And uh, I thought, well, heck, again, what do I have to lose? I know I can't stay in this role. Uh, perhaps I could create something else. And so I, um, so I pitched to my CEO. I pitched a, a, a chief well-being officer role. Um, I brought him all the data and the, the background and why we needed it. I even I even made it net neutral for my budget. I had a position that wasn't being filled. Um, it would not have cost the organization any more. Um, and God bless him for listening to me and giving me some feedback. Uh, but it was a no. And that was devastating because that was kind of my last shot. Um, I had applied for several staff nurse positions, but I had been away from the bedside clinically for 10 years at that point. Um, and I was not in a union and uh, I just I couldn't get into another role. And so I knew I knew that that was my last shot and that um, I was going to have to leave the organization. Uh, I had a position offered to me outside for a consulting company. And I thought, okay, well, here's my opportunity. Like, I, I feel like I've given it all I can, um, but clearly I'm not going to be able to um, change in this organization and um, I can't stay. I can't stay. It was eating my soul alive. And so I, um, so I left in April of 2020 and we all know what a um, interesting time that was. <laughs> Uh, I went to work for a new organization um, and, you know, eventually, of course, we were all on literally like lockdown then, but eventually I would be traveling to different EDs in the country, helping with process improvement, doing some education. And I was really excited for the possibility of that. You know, I wasn't managing anybody. Um, I got to work from home when I wasn't traveling and I really was very um, hopeful uh, uh, that this would be the next big thing for me. And uh, ugh, after already taking about a $40,000 pay cut, um, but we were going to make it work because we knew it wasn't healthy for me to stay in that job. I got furloughed after six weeks in that job and uh, furloughed for three months, which extended to four months. And that was uh, probably one of the lowest times in my wall uh, in my life. I mean, um, I was already burned out and trying to figure out who I was and what to do. Um, and then I completely lost my identity. Uh, if And I couldn't get a job because nobody was hiring at that time in my area, in the Sacramento area. We just, our, our hospitals were half full. There were no surgeries being done. Um, all positions had been frozen. It was such a bizarre time. And so at that time, 
my identity was so wrapped up in being a nurse. And if I'm not a nurse, then who am I? What value do I bring to society? Yeah, it was, it was really rough. And, uh, you know, I was able to apply for unemployment, which was a very humbling experience. We cut out, you know, everything we possibly could cut out. Um, but my income dropped about 25% of what I was making. Uh, and that was a really hard time. Um, really hard time. Uh, and so when the writing was on the wall that I wasn't going to be able to be brought back to the organization, and I think they had furloughed maybe 50% of the organization. And I was the, the newest staff member, right? So, I mean, they're, they were eliminating positions. And I, and I totally understood from a business standpoint that that, that just wasn't going to happen. And so I'm very grateful that um, I was able to come back in my previous organization in a, um, you know, limited term, but still back on the books as an employee. Um, position as a educator in the nurse residency program. And um, I loved working directly with the new grads. Oh, it's just, it just, they really fill my soul up. So um, I was grateful to do that. And when the position wasn't going to get renewed, I was able to shift into a hospital educator role. And I've been there for the last two and a half years now. And I, I call it my healing job. And it is just oh, it's just such a cute little tiny little hospital, little community hospital. It's quiet. The people are beautiful. Um, you walk down the hall, every smiles and waves. And, and even on the hard days, people are there for each other. And um, it is just a, a really beautiful little organization. And I, I call it my healing job because, you know, again, I'm, I'm not a manager. I like to say I'm just an educator. <laughs> Gratefully so. I come in, I do my job and I leave. And um, after about a year there and just kind of finally feeling like who I, I figured out now who I am, regardless of if I'm a nurse or not. Um, I felt pretty solid in myself. Uh, and I started um, getting these ideas of how I could start integrating some of those well-being tips and tricks that I'd learned along the way um, into the hospital and to share with the nurses, because that's what fills me up is helping others on their journey. Um, let me help you learn from my mistakes. Let me give you little tips and tricks. Let me spread my wildflower seeds. I'm going to just toss them out. And maybe, maybe one of those will plant for you. And that will help you start your journey or develop on your journey or see a little bit of hope or light or inspiration along the way. Um, that's my hope. And uh, so little by little, I've developed a beautiful well-being program at the hospital. It is constantly evolving. Um, I teach uh, wellness in the last two skills days, uh, nurse wellness. Um, I've been able to um, uh, get a well-being committee going uh, that we have also um, these uh, classes, the well-being workshops, where we have staff and physicians come in and lead classes, anything from painting and uh, gosh, we just had a cross-stitching class. We had a, med a, med a meditation as medicine class that a physician just taught. Um, we've got lots of art classes. Um, one of my nurses is coming in to do mandala rock painting. Um, I'm looking at doing a um, uh, mindful moments class, just teaching a couple little tips and tricks you can use to help decrease um, stress and anxiety and improve your own well-being. Um, and gosh, there's just so much. Um, and then just this year, I started uh, coaching uh, as I finished up my nurse coaching program. 
I, um, I've started coaching all the new hires in the organization for the two highest turnover units. And we're seeing such a great improvement in that. And so it just absolutely fills up my cup that I am helping to make a direct impact in this organization with these humans. We're improving the culture, we're decreasing turnover, we're improving staff satisfaction, and it's the right thing to do. This is what I wanted to do four years ago when I made that pitch. This is the, the, that, the, the, the knowledge and the heartbreak and the joys and the classes and the books and the podcasts and everything I've been consuming over the last five years. I'm finally starting to be able to implement and see the difference that I can have and that I can help others make. And um, it's been amazing. So I, I just love being able to do this work. I'm hoping to eventually create a position right now. It's about 25% of my educator job. Um, I'm super grateful that my chief nurse executive, uh, again, saw, um, saw the value I could bring saw my gifts and my talents and had the courage to say, yes, let's figure it out. Let's try this. Let's try that. And has allowed me to explore and share um, what I can bring to the table. So, uh, and then on the side, you know, and now I do have that business, that, that seed that was planted five years ago. Um, I did launch an education business, which totally flopped. Um, my heart wasn't in it. it. It was during COVID. It was during the time when I was unemployed. I had zero to no creative talents and abilities at that time because I was in survival mode. I was just trying to make it through the day. Um, I couldn't, couldn't create a business. But all the lessons I learned from that are now helping me in my current business. So, you know, I'm starting to develop this, um, my coaching business, and it's a combo of, of being an of educator, uh, mentoring, coaching, um, podcasting. Um, I'm starting to see all of these different pieces of my life all start to come together. And it's taken five years from when I first started having these thoughts of I want things to be different. And little by little, by little, painfully slow sometimes, deep, dark valleys that often have occurred that I've had to crawl back out of and figure out what the heck am I doing? Where am I going? Who am I serving? Why am I doing this? Lots of questioning, lots of imposter syndrome, and lots of joy and happiness and gratitude and um, knowing, this true knowing that I'm on the right path and that my big, giant, scary dreams, which I'm proclaiming to the world right now, um, those will come true too. That my, I want to have a wellness center. I want to have a collaborative space where we have coaching and nursing education, maybe chiropractic care and yoga and Reiki and mindfulness and, and uh, I don't know, all the things kind of wrapped up into one space, a physical brick and mortar space, um, a space to connect uh, to um, elevate practice, to uh, support each other. Uh, I want all of that. Um, I want to have a, my, my business a small wellness company because I see there are lots of little uh, avenues of this business. I want to be a speaker. I want to be an author. Um, I am a podcaster. I am a coach. I am an educator. Um, I am a mentor. Um, I'm looking to start mentoring other nurses in the space of creating a, um, you know, my, my target area is really nurse coaches and because you're already primed to be doing this work. We have the background and knowledge as both nurses and nurse coaches to be able to make change where you're at. I want to be able to support people 
in their role as a bedside nurse, to be able to start elevating practice in your area, start offering wellness, start offering coaching. Maybe that expands to your whole hospital. Maybe it expands to your whole organization, but we need as many of us as we can get out there. So if anything I can share will help you on your journey, that's my goal. I would love to eventually create some dedicated coaching space to this. We'll see. I don't know where, where life will lead me, but I know that anything that I want to do, I can do. Um, it may take five years to do it, um, but I trust that process. I trust that these challenges, um, as sucky as they are, uh, there's a purpose behind them and there's a meaning and it's a lesson I need to learn on this journey. So I think I've about caught you up on um, where I started, where I've been, where I'm going. And um, again, uh, it's November gratitude month. Um, I have a page called mindfulness for women and I've been doing a gratitude challenge on that page. Uh, and um, gosh, I was in my journaling this morning, which is such a huge part of my self-care practice. I was just reflecting on these last five years and how incredibly, incredibly grateful I am, even for the really hard, sucky times, because they've led me here. And um, I'm, I try to remember in the moment when the hard things are happening, that this is so temporary, and that I try to glean the lesson from it as soon as I can, because that helps me move through it. Um, and yeah, I'm just grateful for the support I've gone along the way, my mentors, my coaches, my peers, um, this beautiful community of nurse coaches that I'm a part of. Um, I love cheering you on. I love supporting you any way I can. I would love to have you on my podcast to, to show your gifts um, and medicine with the world. Um, I love uh, the opportunity that, that is potentially out there around supporting more nurse coaches and hospital organizations. Um, yeah, just super grateful. And it's my birthday. So what a perfect day to reflect and, um, to, uh, be excited and hopeful for what else is coming. So if you've stuck around this long, thank you so much. I uh, appreciate your support along this way this last year. I'm excited for what season two will bring and, uh, I'll catch you in the new year. All right, everybody have happy holidays. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Mm -hmm.